Hello, and welcome to the Charge Zen, um, post-Japan edition. Um, I had a good week. It was a good week. Good week all around. Ireland won pretty well. Um, one slight damper on the week. Um, any rockets are in trouble, apparently. I don't want to alarm anyone listening to this podcast. Now, but... What I want to know is, is rockets by Eddie okay? I don't know. There's some confusion. Apparently, they're the same company, and apparently... The, the whole thing is screwed, but um, that could really screw up our routine after a post-match routine. Because um, I don't see us, I don't see us going back to Burger King. But Ugh. then, then we're left with Bunsen or Tolteca. What about that salad place? Right. <laughs> God, Dave's <laughs> aged again. <laughs> the what's it called? Fresh, yeah, something like that. Is it yeah. fresh or one is There's or another one around there. There's a few yeah. of them. There's e- stuff e- for. I'm sure we'll find one every corner. Even if we wanted to go to it, I'm pretty sure they don't open past like, like, Four like o'clock. for example, the Connacht game and Ulster games kick off at eight o'clock at night. So I don't think I the salad be open. People, people but, around that area just live and breed avocado. Like they have to get it at all hours. So I'd yeah, say... you, you go out for a few pints and you're like, you know what? I'd really love a salad, a big old <laughs> salad, <laughs> a big dirty salad, <laughs> yeah. alcohol-free pints and a salad. That's what, that's what you want. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I watch watch that story with uh, with with interest as it develops. <laughs> we will we, we will bring you bring you updates as they happen, minute by minute. Eddie <laughs> we'll have a segment uh, Eddie Eddie watch. Yeah, <laughs> and we've dusted off from our two thousand and seven coverage. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get to the rugby. So oh, I suppose. We, we beat Japan. Um. Yeah, it was a great performance. Uh, I don't know. I'll just throw it back to you guys. Uh, whoever wants to grab it first, just give me your thoughts. What did you feel? We play differently. Um, just general feeling about the whole thing. Yeah. Um. First of all, I think this is as good as a win you can get. Mm-hmm. In ter- not not just by score, but did Ireland played great? Didn't let Japan play well. But still, we we only we did everything we could, is what I'm trying to get at. Like a lot of times, you, you, you these games like you just hammer them because you're much better or you're much stronger or whatever. But it's still a loss that's not sticking or it's sloppy. But this was just a great performance. Again, taking in the opposition into account, um, everything that we've been trying it looks like over the last few months or last four games or so seems to be now a bit sticking a bit more, um entire pack is full of athletes and you can handle the ball as well which is great to see uh you feel this has been coming i feel this is completely out of the blue not coming but it's something they've been working with so the more games that goes on like this the more evidence we have that this actually is the plan um i think the english game was probably a turning point maybe and that was a great game and okay it wasn't all bells and whistles but it was it was a good it was a great performance and you could see what we were trying to do, but for the first time in Six Nations, I think you'd say, okay, there's a plan there, and this is how we're going to do it. Japan game wasn't great, but then again, you're missing players you rested, you're missing the Lions. USA game was was great, but again, it's only USA, and now we can hear we can see what these got what the coaching staff is saying. This is what we're trying to implement: more attacking game, more heads up game, whatever you want to call it. 
we'll have a better idea at the end of this block and then at the end of Six Nations whether it'll actually stick in, against tougher opposition, but there's reasons to be hopeful about our style of game, I think. Mm. Yeah. I would feel more hopeful about it if I held the same opinion of as you seem to, which is this has been a while in the making. I just maybe oh, I what I say, this is the coaching staff been saying for a while this is what we're trying to do. Mm. And we haven't seen this, I don't think, until the English game in the Six Nations. But now this is on like if we just beat up Japan, it wasn't great, you could say, Okay, it's we can beat up teams on the day, but we don't have an attacking style. But now we're actually seeing it. I think, okay, now there's like one, two points as a line, three points as a curve, whatever you want to call it. Rob, well, you'll be more familiar. <laughs> I just wonder, like, we spoke last week about uh, the, the wealth of uh, Leinster influence in the squad. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like what Leinster have been trying to do this season, but it paid off perfectly. I, yeah. I, I, I had a way easier time uh, compartmentalizing that performance in the context of Leinster mould of the last year, say, than I did of, of the Irish way of doing things. Mm. Uh, but I'm glad of it because, my God, was that one masterclass of attacking rugby. I I um, I didn't... Like I know, I hear I hear a lot of people say oh, they're they're capable of playing an offloading game. Like, why don't they do it? Why don't they do it? I would have always said like, okay, I believe they're certainly capable of throwing offloads, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> imagine like that. To me, was like I would expect if I saw that match from New Zealand, say, and playing as we did, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's that they're capable of playing that. But I never would have thought that it could come off as smoothly and as perfectly as it did like nearly every offload was sticking there was just line breaks all over the place i don't know kicks were perfect just like set piece attacks uh first phase tries off set pieces which i feel we rarely get like uh, our third try for instance uh it was a set piece i think uh line out just outside the 22 and we just spread it wide and it was like one long pass from keenan and we had a try we never get tries like that you know what I mean? I often see other teams getting tries like that, and I've often thought, why can't we get tries like that? And it might be to do with opposition, I don't really know, but it was just kind of like, okay, more of that, please, you know what I mean? And I'm not naive, I don't expect to be able to have such returns against the All Blacks, but yeah, it's, it's rare that I, I, like, other than maybe Carberry, I could take basically no negatives away from that match, which is incredibly mm. rare, and, it, and I will say, I'm sure we're going to talk about it later on, but it puts us in great stead for next week. Like, and and just again to harp back to what we were talking about last week, I feel both wings who we spoke about yeah. at length last week both entirely vindicated their selection in the squad. Yeah, mm. incredibly, incredibly so. Mm. Um, I think I said that uh, at the time, and you guys in a text message that. Everyone who started played well to grace. And I think uh, we're going to revise that to everyone who started played grace. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you look at some of the stats and the, the contributions people did in the rocks, tackling, like the stuff you don't necessarily notice yeah, yeah. when you're watching for the first time. But that starting 15 was great. Um, as you said, Dave, the wings did everything they asked for. And they played two different games. Yeah. Like, well, Conway was great on the kick chase and 
up in the air and to a yeah, lesser sure. degree defending. You didn't have to do too much defending, but and also also a hat trick pretty much. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's always good for a wing. And Lowe was just constantly involved. Of first phase, he'd be trailing um, the out half, just getting the hands on the ball a lot. Uh, Maybe I'm I'm like I I was so shocked by the nature of the performance that I'm overblowing it. But I feel like the amount of line breaks Low got in that first half an hour was like it must be approaching a record because it's some amount of, like I don't know how he's even making them. But it was like every time he got the ball, he seemed to be making a line break or to, um, near line break or with an offload as after a scraggle tackle mm-hmm. or whatever. But like Jesus, it was. Masterclass from nearly everyone, like I, yeah, and I'm so happy that Low was able to to show that because, like, we've we've spoken on here not just last week, but at, at length, I'd say over the last year since he's kind of since he's made his way into the Ireland squad, and maybe the slight step up from the level he plays at at Lancer, he's we've maybe been questioning him a little bit, like. Does he even belong in the team? But I think, like on his day, there's mm. there's no one else in Ireland. I feel on their day that could play last week as he did. I think Stockdale is slightly like a better version of him. Maybe as a as if, a player he... as a whole, I would say yeah, I might agree with you. But in terms of raw attacking ability, I think when Low is when it's going right for Low, I don't think there's anyone in the country that can live with him and do what he does. Yeah. Um, he fell off a bit in the second half. Now that was due to due to the back line getting chopped and changed, and the team mm. as a whole getting with subs. Was possibly still a fitness issue with him. Mm. Um, and obviously he won't he won't get this time and space against New Zealand. They'll target him pretty harshly. Yeah, uh, he, he needs to stop eating them burgers. They <laughs> <laughs> off the burgers, love. <laughs> but it's um, my burger. That that's in reference to the fact that James Lowe has a burger named after him, and the was it gourmet burger? Yeah, gourmet gourmet burger kitchen, the J Lowe burger. It has chicken wing on top for some reason. <laughs> yeah, two Dave. Two. <laughs> uh, Plus, uh, I, um, and Gibson Park, uh, honorable mention as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, play a great game, played a fast, responsible for a lot of good stuff in that team. Yeah. Uh, to be slightly negative, mm-hmm. uh, I thought the subs, aside from the tight five um, subs, didn't really add much, and in some fact, some ways detracted from this. Yeah, I thought Murray was slow. I think Carberry is no longer a pro level out half. Oh, oh, that's. Quite... I, I wouldn't start him for Munster. He's just no confidence. Well, pro level, like I mean, come on, you could throw him in, say to like, I don't know, Zebra and or Osprey. Well, now they have your man. What's his face? Uh, old man Myler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is D pro, but no, I well, think I'm that's a bit is, harsh. That, no, I'm not saying he shouldn't be a pro. Okay, I'm okay. saying he's just not. He's just not. He's no form at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can um, agree on that. He, he, as in his 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 performance level isn't that of a pro level out half. Mm. Um, I should have phrased that better, but he's just not not the races, and it looks really bad. And it looks like if Sexton goes down five minutes in, well, we're screwed anyway. But it's going to be really bad because mm. he, he he's got really nothing going for him. Dare I say it could be the makings of the man? It could be, but it could, international could rugby is not a place to uh, get back into form. 
no yeah. it's it's where form goes to die if you're mm. if you're in that headspace i think yeah we've seen what it does yeah. to the likes of ross burn i think it seems to have shook him on a couple of occasions so yeah uh, i thought i think another great uh little impact yep um peter manny it was busy like there was good stuff and bad stuff mm. are you getting any points understand... <laughs> not that i saw <laughs> i can understand him benching this week to degree considering coombs is still out but i i look at what he does and i was like man ruddock's right there mm. But uh, we've had that discussion many a time. Yeah. I think it's great that we have someone like Healy coming on for just 10, 15 minutes. Mm. That's all he needs to do. That's, that's, see, that's... I, I wonder, okay, now, this is only just after occurring to me, and it yeah. could be complete bullshit. But I wonder, do we look at that situation like that because he's from Leinster? Healy? Yeah. I, like, I wonder if, you, if, if that was a monster player, say, would you be saying that same thing? I, I feel like not. I, I don't maybe. think his performance was particularly great. Mm. And I'm not saying it was a bad one. I'm just saying like... Well, I'm just saying that we now, because we have Porter playing 65 minutes or whatever, mm. Mm. we can bring on someone like Healy or the coin or if Jack McGrath comes back into yeah. any sort of form. like. But it's great that we can have someone of Porter's quality, I think, is a step up. Mm. Still getting used to the scrummaging side of things, at least, yeah, but... It's, He's comfortable on the ball and a power athlete. Mm. I think that's just a great place to be. Uh, Dan Sheehan, notable mention for him getting his first cap. Yep. Uh, did well. It was very busy when he came on. I heard Farrell talking about him during the week. Seems yeah. quite uh, quite positive, saying all the right things. So Earls is not a centre, but uh, no, no, nothing learned there. So <laughs> now he's better than any other wing at centre. So that's why he's he's twenty three. Um, what about Hume? Yeah, but he's not in the squad, so... Yeah. Or, well, he's, he's, no, he's in the overall... Squad he's not That's what um, I mean. Yeah. He's specialist 13. I suppose you get more versatility than with older Elzy. Uh, I just want to highlight Hugo Keenan again. I just... I, I love Hugo Keenan. He's just... <laughs> he's just such a success story. He's played um, every game available. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like I think fourteen or fifteen Ireland games in a row, and I don't think he's been subbed. Even though he's missed about oh. thirty minutes or something, I think. Yeah, um, but he had a fifty twenty two. Had nearly another one. Couple of high balls. Um, that excellent pass to set up Conway's second try, I think. Yeah. Um, just just all around quality. That um. Right place, uh, right time. Well, yeah, again, I, I, I always hammered his point, but we tried Larmer at fullback, we tried Henshaw at fullback, we tried Stockdale at fullback. Now, I think Henshaw could make a fist of it if he said he's a fullback, but yeah, he's lying think... centre, so you pay him centre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just... We don't miss Rob Kearney because of Hugo Keenan, um, yeah. which is really good. Uh, what, what, did you just like the uh, reaction when Johnny got his try? It was oh, nice I loved to see it. that. Was I, anyone I, else angry that you didn't pass it to Conway for his hat trick? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing? He's on a hat trick!" And then I realised, "Oh yeah, it's his hundred cap. He's he's probably entitled to go for that himself." I'm I was actually kind of a bit emotional at the reaction. I didn't. Like... Um, yeah, the the the, uh, the fans made a big roar despite mm. not being a full stadium. The players mobbed him, yeah. and he was emotional after the match himself, mm. which is very unusual for Johnny. 
Um, it took me by surprise, though. Yeah. Like, I'm not used to that from him, if that makes sense. Mm. And it did feel like some sort of hallmark moment. Which I think but, it's great that we're getting this out of the way now. So it's not all head up in the All Blacks game. Yeah. And maybe it'd be, maybe it'd be beneficial, but sometimes when you get too emotional, you can lose a head and you might need, you might need that accuracy uh, more in the All Blacks game. So now it's, it's not like we're doing it for Johnny. It's just, this is a game to dethrone the, the All Blacks. It's Yeah, we've got that Johnny business out of the way. Now, yeah. now it's down to the serious business. Also notable as uh, 50th cap for Tyg Furlong. True. 50. Jesus, it only feels like three or four years ago since he turned up to me. It's crazy. Porter mm. is a bigger surprise to me because he's on like 38 caps. Mm. Uh, to me, in my head, I feel like those two came along are roughly the same time. They're roughly the same age, but Porter was two years later than Furlong. Furlong got into the team pretty much straight away. Right. Like Mike Ross was still on the team when he was playing. Jesus. I never would have thought that. I think um, the whole COVID situation just messes with my whole perception of time. Yeah, mm. that too. Uh, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on, I know we kind of touched on it, you kind of touched on it there, but how important is Johnny Sexton? Um, Vital. I would say he's the most important player to any of the top tier nations in the world at the minute, in yeah. terms of the drop-off for mm. who is behind him, if that makes sense. I'm trying to think who would be an equivalent. Uh, I'm really falling. Alwyn Jones for Wales, maybe. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 at a similar level, but yeah, my God. When he's again like on his day, he's just I can't see anyone. He just, he just does everything right. He knows where we have to play, he knows what to do. He's lost mm. a yard of pace or whatever, but he can still take it to the line, he tackles mm. his hard out. That's what and shocks me is how brave he still is. Like it just and Mike never gives an inch. Said, said to him like uh I extended my career by basically not tackling. <laughs> he's his coach, so he's like, I don't think that's in Sexton's mindset. No, he's he's a unique individual, all right. And I think if if the if his teammates' reaction when he got his try is any indication of anything, I'd say, and this is probably a self-evident statement, but I'd say he's incredibly highly thought of amongst his yes. peers there because. They were that was pure happiness for him uh, in that moment, like, mm. and uh, I really enjoyed seeing it, especially since like what well, he's been around for what the last fifteen years. <laughs> I don't know, but it's... yeah, no, he's he's is Tezen and Tanny got his debut. Me and Robert Air, I think actually, Tezen and nine, Tez- oh, Fiji in Fiji the ODS. in the rain, yes, yep, um, but um, yeah. Hundred caps, and he's as important as he ever has been. Plus um, a few, a uh, few lines ones as well. A few lines ones as well. Yeah. Crazy. Um, apparently, played for Ireland A eleven times as well. Yep. You got Churchill Cup under his belt. Yep. Does a making of many a team uh, player. Um, he will be missed. But for now, let's go times roll. I'm trying to not think about. The negativity that awaits, and just hope it somehow solves itself. Because yeah, it, it might. Like you, you said the same after Paul O'Connell retired or Brian Driscoll. Like you don't have a like for like replacement. No, but you things change. Although out half is a pivotal role. I'm, I'm, it's nothing to do with me, really. <laughs> I just sit here and moan. 
I was going to say, I get paid. And then I realized <laughs> I, I get paid. No. Um, and rightly so. <laughs> was anyone else uh, disappointed in Japan's performance? This is definitely a rebuilding phase. And I think, people, as I said before, people put way too much stock into that World Cup match mm-hmm. where they could prepare as a team literally for years. And I had a hometown ref. I just thought, I, don't, I thought more of them. Like, and even what, what Rob was saying last week, like, oh, are, are they at a similar level to Scotland? And I, like, full well believed. And I still kind of do, but with less, more evidence to the contrary. But uh, no, I, I was. The match went perfectly for what it was, but I, I almost wanted them to, to put it up to us and challenge us quite a bit because I thought that would stand to us this week. Yeah. Um, but they just didn't really throw any punches apart from mm. the second half. Like We shut them out so comprehensively. Yeah, not... it, was, it was a great performance that way. Mm. Yeah, like the, the possession game we played, playing in all the right areas of the pitch. It, I, like, it's stuff that I'm, tackling. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not used to... Uh, Ireland being so dominant, and I think uh, part of the reason is because of that USA game got cancelled. Mm. We now have to play basically play the first choice team against um, Japan to get used, get them together, gelling together for the mm. All Blacks game. I, th- I think if we had a weaker team out against Japan, you might have seen something different. But and yeah. we, 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 in this type of game, we'd rarely have the strongest team out, so. That's how it pans it. So, Rob, yep. are Japan on an equal level to Scotland? What do you think now? Better. It's tricky. Uh, based on the last weekend, you'd have to say Scotland are probably a good bit ahead of them because they beat Australia. But hopefully, the great thing about the, <laughs> this series is Scotland played Japan on the 20th of November. Um, I'm hoping Japan, uh, with a bit more time together, can put a bit more of a fight. Um, yeah. I was I was quite disappointed in what they did hmm. uh, or didn't do. Um, Even yeah. like the, they're out half who I recognise. You know, it's, it's rare when you're. Which, I don't mm. know his name, but I certainly recognise him. Mm. When you recognise a player, yeah, and remember them for being quality, and then they're just he didn't do anything bad necessarily. But I was just like, come on, do something, <laughs> and he just wasn't. And you're kind of there, like, okay, he wasn't given the opportunity to do something. Yeah. We just uh, we starved them of any meaningful ball, really. I suppose I I don't feel like we were like Neil. You mentioned last week you expected us to go out there and dominate the match physically, and that would be the platform with which we would then win. I don't feel like that was the difference maker. If that makes it wasn't, sense. we de- we definitely were bigger and stronger than them. Yeah, I, I'm not we, saying we're. It wasn't a game where we just beat the hell out of them, kicked mm. corners. Mm. It was we beat beat them up. And also play it at pace and speed and with skill. Yeah. Um, Which I was very happy to see because I was yes. saying last week, I'd, I'd hate if we just went out there and out-muscled them and that was it. That was all we brought. So, you know, it's because, uh, uh, like I said, the Hall Blacks, that won't be good enough for them. So in terms of like what we've shown, I think if we were to replicate that performance, the quality of that performance against the All Blacks, we could win. Which feels strange yeah. to say, but do you want yeah. to use that as a segue into the All Blacks game? Yeah, just, a, just another point. A nice little get yeah. a gesture from uh, oh Japan, Japan to the... give Johnny the samurai sword, which he nearly 
chopped himself in two straight away. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? I didn't see it. He'd slipped in his hand a bit. Like, <laughs> I imagine it wasn't sharpened. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was a very nice gesture to do that yeah. on a 100, 100 cap. Um, mm. Yeah, it's very nice by for Japan. Um, classy stuff. Very classy. Uh, that's that's a, that's like a... He'll definitely remember that for the rest of his life sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And he had to play in that shitty purple jersey. <laughs> yeah. The purple jersey, like... I I get the idea that like okay you have to try and sell the the second jersey and all that but like yeah I'm kind of torn because on one hand I'm like oh maybe be a bit more adventurous with the the second kit but I just I hate I hate it is um, is is that the away kit or is that like a second away kit no that's the away oh, yeah. kit okay so we don't have three kits no okay I thought we did I was very cynical about it I thought they had a third kit. And I, I was like, Geez, this is just to sell more shirts, which I'm I like, in this day and age, not to get on a high horse there, but with the whole environmental situation, I'd mm. almost make the case that like, you should have the same shirt for like four or five seasons and then swap it out. Obviously, it's never going to happen because the fucking vested interests don't want it to. But mm. realistically, why are, why are teams, obviously a wider issue, why are teams feel the need well, the same to... Jerseys are be, the same amount of jerseys are being made. Would they though? Because... I imagine you see massive boost in sales uh, with the initial production of the new jersey, and then it massively drops off. And then you might get a slightly slight bump again the next season, and then, but it wouldn't be as big as the initial bump. Then it would drop off, and then another bump next season, but it would never be as high as. Oh, sorry, you say yes to be probably less sales that way. But if you're, yeah, I'm not not talking about the team's jerseys here. I'm talking about like every jersey that's produced with the. Yeah, but the thing is, they need those jerseys to. To... Yeah, but that's just what I'm saying. Like the environment's more important than a fucking jersey sales. But what the fuck? Anyway, it's not. It's not going to change because it's not going to yeah. change. I don't like the purple jersey. Yeah, yeah. And like in my to... mind, it should be we put use that jersey against like uh, South Africa when they visit here, mm. and never no one else because I can't think of anyone else who wears green. Yeah, and it. If we did play South Africa, uh, I was just reminded of that game. I can't remember what year it was, but remember we wore like this black jersey. I remember uh, that was like four years ago or so. It was the yeah. match where Eben Etzebeth and Donica Ryan got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. and South Africa wore their very dark green as as usual, and it was like really difficult to tell them apart. I think it was um, rainy as well, was it? So it was kind yeah. of like yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Uh, Let's move on to the All Blacks game. Uh, they're the number one team, I do believe, are they? Or they are um, narrowly yeah. enough, but still number one. Okay, they're arriving into town. This doesn't happen that often. Um, Is the match even going to go ahead? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's the latest. So the latest news is uh... <laughs> people have a disease, Rob. This is serious stuff. <laughs> There's a reckoning that it might be. Um, Herring. Also, it might be Henderson. Okay. Um, so weird situation though, because obviously it's the day before the match or whatever. Like, yeah. what do you even do? Because we know we're like New Zealand. You, you, you'd have tests. Um, you'd have tests beforehand. Mm. The match and mm. such like that. And tonight, that's, I wonder. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I hope it goes ahead. It'd just it'd be such a shame. Like, because mm. I feel so well posed off of last week, if nothing else. Maybe going back further. Well, I can't like, see this game being cancelled. Yeah. Well, we'll just leave it up to the rugby gods, I suppose. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> okay. Let's just assume the game. Don't even goes bother. Don't even go ahead. <laughs> well, but, I know New Zealand are super strict on all the COVID stuff, so you know you're no, just in the hern for a minute there. Going ahead, it won't be called off by council. I don't know, man. Especially if they're afraid they might lose. You know, there might be a call made on that. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Dude. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't actually. There's no way anyone would ever do that. But uh, yeah. That would be um, the narrative if they do do it. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, they named their team. Uh, it's oh. full, of qual- full of quality. Very strong. They were out tricking. I don't know fight. what people were expecting. People were saying, like, oh, it's a strong team. But it's like, well, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's New Zealand. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's not like we're, we're Italy where they send it to second string. Mm. Like, this is Did, as good I, as they I, have, pretty much. I did see last week uh, on the post-match Reddit thread for the New Zealand-Italy match, there was some amount of negativity from the New Zealand fans saying, like, we're crap, more or less. Well, not that extreme, but, yes. like, they weren't It wasn't happy the performance the they were happy with. And then I looked at the results and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, it's fairly close, though, for good bits. Okay, okay. Like, up to 60 minutes or whatever? Yeah, and they just kind of beat them. But mm. I think it was a more disjointed uh, performance. Okay. But it was a second right side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now some of these guys aren't aren't proven yet. Um like Pabali and Blackout are relatively new in the back row. Mm-hmm. Um from what I've seen of Blackout, he is a quality operator. So yeah, he looks like a real nut uh, nuts and bolts kind of six. I, I yeah. like the look of him. Yeah, in terms of like experience, you might be right. He he maybe hasn't he hasn't been around the block and maybe mm-hmm. doesn't have the the mental new of being behind and then coming back or whatever but just in terms of like a out and out player ability i'd say he's he's quality maybe he's mentally fragile i don't know but um <laughs> yeah I, I mean like i know we speak at length on here about the way new zealand swap out wingers say but mm. like will jordan i don't recognize him so oh you know, he's, uh, he's, he's a good is he good uh he's good, yeah, is he? good player from what i've seen He's okay. very, very good. He normally is at home at fullback as well. Um, but he's pretty lethal. Like, honestly, you go through their back line and, yeah, those are some serious, serious players. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, there were, I saw some, like, uh, some people saying about the coach of New Zealand as well, like, after that AT mm-hmm. match, questioning his position or whatever. They haven't been I, as good as they probably should be. Well, I, I did see a lot of people were, the last time the coaching tenure changed hands, I know a lot of people were wanting uh, Scott Razor Robinson, I think, to yep. to be the head of coach in New Zealand, which he, he ended up not getting. I, yeah. I, is he still at Crusaders? I don't know. but um, so. He is, yeah. Yeah, it could just be a case of people. Oh, yeah, you definitely want your guys and it was, it's, this is a pretty much a, um, a continuation or con- continuity uh, backroom team as well, similar to ours to a degree. Mm. Uh, Hansen left, obviously, but they kind of had the plan before the World Cup. They still interviewed other candidates, but um, they went with what they knew. And it's like they haven't been the best. Like they lost a game against South Africa, lost yeah. um, the World Cup, obviously. Even though that was kind of the last regime, um, like they still won the champion rugby championship. Was I think was it last year Argentina beat them? I think so. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. time, yeah. 
So people are obviously a bit apprehensive. Now, this yeah. is still a great team. Some of those forwards, maybe it's because I'm less uh, used to them. I don't think they're as fearsome as previous in the subs, mm-hmm. I mean. But um, Brody Retallick isn't the player he was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe he's just getting back into form because he was at, uh, in Japan playing club rugby. Mm-hmm. He lost a good bit of weight, it looked like. So now he's just back into the swing of things. It's a long old tour for them, long old year, just nearly over. Wonder if that will have anything to do with it. Mm. I I still think they're going to win <gasps> by a, a good amount. Please, Neil. No, I actually have hope for the first time in what feels like a long time. What did I just say about the <laughs> Japan game giving right. you hope? I need the hope for the next twenty-four hours. <laughs> but, I'm happy if we go down fighting. Yeah. Okay. If we go out and we attack and we get beaten, whatever. It's it happens, but if we go out and we play choice and we regress and we still get beaten, it's it's a real disappointment. Yeah, you, I t- go on, Rob. Uh, I was just going to ask uh, both of you there. Do do you think we are going to come out? Okay, um, let's say okay on a scale of Japan at one end where we are like throwing it around, trying things, all that kind of crack, yeah. or I don't know. I can't even think of an example. Previous regimes where we would like Joe Smith at the other end, where we don't throw anything. Yeah, it's, it's super it's tight. It's a strike. It's very yeah, boxy heavy. It's very very uh, precise. Is a good word to use it. Where where, where do you think we're going to land? And do you think it's like which way do you fall? Like which way do you well, think we should go? I will say this: I don't think either way will beat New Zealand tomorrow. I think. Mm-hmm. We'll need a balance between the two if we're to win, because mm. I I think we've seen we haven't seen much of last week's kind of play under Farrell, mm. so we don't have a whole lot to go on. Yeah, but I feel like we have seen the sort of structured stuff, or maybe it was just poor stuff. Maybe I just I'm associating the two wrongly, and I don't feel like it works as well. Now whether that's to do with the the players on the pitch or the coaches or like I know there was that whole narrative coming out of the camp with regard to the freedom to to play their own way but I I wasn't seeing that come to fruition on the field so I was like they were saying one thing but I was seeing another so naturally I was kind of dubious as to the validity of that statement but um no I think we'll need a nice blend of the two to even make any headway against New Zealand like I think it's it'd be super dangerous to go out and play with the level of adventure and uh, intent we played with last week I think because New Zealand will hurt you where Japan didn't and there's no yeah, doubt about that I, I think you have to I think this is the new regime idea you go out and you attack and like to, to be honest does it matter if we lose by 7 or 17 mm. like that's their that'll be their mindset um it's better to throw that offload. That's I'm pretty sure Bill Barrett's going to pick up a try <laughs> for an interception. Is Billy Burns on the bench? <laughs> no, <Whoa. no. laughs> um, what What do you think, Neil? It's like, no, I, I I think obviously we won't get the same space and stuff. Yeah, mm. but I think that Japan game was a blueprint of what we do or mm. what we're aiming to do now. 
like we can't we don't have the timber to bully teams mm. like South Africa or England we do have a team of forwards that that can play that are fit that are strong athletic yeah. um, everything you want from a forward pack really apart from like behemoths yes they're not they're not they're very similar to New Zealand in that um, they're all pretty skillful athletic like that, yeah. that, that, that's, a, that's a type of New Zealand pack mm. yet still have a bit of an edge about them yeah um, don't shirk away physically like yeah. I feel like yeah it is but I, I don't think it, I don't think it's like if we say okay we're going to do a tighter now like it's going to be we're going to attack this is our game plan and obviously you have to be switched on and any mistake you make is going to be punished much much mm. uh, more mm. like it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see because yeah. one thing that I found when I started learning more about rugby like one thing that I found really interesting about New Zealand was statistically they actually play like a low possession game wherein I would say like nine times out of ten matches they play they actually have Less posi- less possession than the opposition, yes. and like based on, and again it's chalk and cheese comparison, but based mm. on how we played last week, with the sheer amount of possession we did have and all we did with it, it feels like we won't be making the same inroads against New Zealand. That's a given. Mm. So we're gonna have a fuckload of possession, and I just wonder if we're not going anywhere with it. You know, we're almost playing into New Zealand's hands. Then I feel, yeah, New Zealand's are always kings of the counterattack. And mm. um, one thing I forgot to say when we were talking about the Japan game, one thing I really loved, in fact, was my favorite part of the match, mm-hmm. is when we took the points to go up twenty-two zero. Okay, it was just boot on the throat stuff, and I loved it. <laughs> like normally in this type of game, the game's almost won already. You're nineteen mm. points up. You're absolutely flying, mm. and you've got a strong bench. They don't. Yeah. But he just says, they have a discussion, we're taking three points because they're on offer and we can get them. That that changes things so much from them because they know, okay, if we give a penalty away in a similar thing, we're going, that's another three points. That's 25 nil, And that's over three scores. And it's just a long way back. But if, they, if we go for the try there and they stop us, that gives them a bit of hope. Mm-hmm. Maybe they score a try then. And then it's going in halftime, maybe 19-7 or 19-10 or something. Yeah, hopefully. and it's like we were hammered at the start, but now we're in this. Yeah, and if we score next, all bets are off. But that was just no, we're not letting you. We play this game. So um, what, what that's what saying, New Zealand do. What you're saying is, if we're if we're nineteen nil up against New Zealand, take the points. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just um, it was just something I forgot to say, but mm. that's what you, that's what you need. This you need to be ruthless in all aspects. Easier said than done. It, it was a mindset change I think I really enjoyed. Speak, speaking of ruthless in all aspects, one thing I did take away from that Japan game, um, uh, our lineouts weren't, weren't, there was a few sloppy. Like, yeah, like we, we still we won 100%. Just, we, we destroyed Japan's lineout, which is fine. Yeah, defensive line um, was great. Um, but there was a few... Between Sheen and Kelleher, there was a few yeah. where I'm like, okay, if that's against the All Blacks, that's that well, one. One was just um, Ryan just loses. I think it was Ryan. Mm. It could have been Burton. They just get to have the ball pretty much in their hands and they lose it. Mm. Well, um, the question now if this is just an aspect of their game that can't be trained out of them, so to speak. And I mean, they're both so 
good in other aspects of their play that you'd almost excuse them if because um I, I i still think it's a systems error as well like mm. say if we lost four line i don't know the exact stats like one of them i can tell you right now and then was the line out catcher's fault mm. um so like and we, the, we... the difference between a great thrower like herring might be means you get one more of those mm. and you have to say is that worth it yeah yeah maybe it is maybe one or two more is worth it and that's how you build your game like joe smith would have gone for that mm. and it's not it's not a um a terrible way of doing things mm. but like you, yeah i think it's definitely work to be done some of it is the hooker's fault but it's not 100 percent on them true so um like similar with leinster we said like, they need to improve but maybe also the line of calling as a whole needs to improve so you're mm-hmm. calling into question our, our ability to secure possession at the line out then why is O'Mahony not starting? He is the <laughs> out and out. He's been selected in matches, I feel, in the last three years on the basis of being another line-out option. And I feel like he wasn't selected for a whole lot else. So are we seeing the end of that era? Is that a less important thing now? Uh, like, as you seem to think, we're going for a more free-flowing blueprint. Yeah. Now, so I, I think you, the real big question is, does he play Coombs? Ahead of Omani. We don't know that because that hasn't come up because Coombs has been nil. Um, but at the moment, I have no problem really him being that, that backup. I, again, I said Ruddock should be there mm. or maybe even Burn at six. But that's not what we're doing. So with the resources we have in this 30-man squad or so, I'm okay with it. I can live with this. Mm. Peter Manny will be happy to know. If we lose this match because of a dodgy line after all. If he comes on and gets a red card or something, <laughs> what, what, gives away a stupid penalty, I'll, I'll, I'll take that all away and I'll spit in his face. Uh, <laughs> drive down to Cork myself. Um, what, what do you guys make of the Irish bench? Because I'm looking at it and I'm like... Assuming this is the Irish bench. Yeah, well, like, we can't... It's actually hard to speculate with, uh, with the yeah. COVID situation, isn't it? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm just... I'd be. I think we've already mentioned. I don't want to ha- like hammer Joey Carberry too much, but I'd be worried if he has to come on. Well, I'm kind of worried that we're going to be keeping Saxon on the whole game. Um, yeah, that was then, just kind of a strange thing last week. Why? Why was he on for ten minutes after he got his try? I I don't really know. Yeah, like the cotton wool is the thing. It's a hundred game. Like, yeah. and when, when like Joey Carberry getting like thirty five minutes or thirty minutes or twenty minutes isn't going to change how he's playing. Like he's not going to get better in those minutes. Hell, okay. would well, hurt. Well, actually, it might hurt if he did something <laughs> awful. I, I'm remembering that uh, charge down kick against Connacht, where I'd say that done some damage. So, mm. yeah, that if he's if he's on taking kicks, I'd say New Zealand are well aware of that. Uh, in the depth of the game, if they were behind, like that could that could be a career ender right there. If if such a thing were to occur, but no, I'm gonna be positive about Joey. I think. Uh, Why? I, I just I feel it. I feel this is our day tomorrow. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm delusional, but I'm positive and I'm happy, and everything's gonna go all right. For for me, my whole thing will hinge on which hacker the All Blacks do. Oh, the throat slitting one or the non one. Yeah, will they will they do the traditional one? And it's like, okay, it's just another game. Which is scary enough in that they could view this as just another game. Um, or they'll do the throat-slitting one where they're like, we've got a score to settle with you guys. And 
what's the score? They hammered us last time. Well, they beat us last what's time. What's the score they... being settled? Well, no, last time they played in this stadium, they lost to us. Yeah, last okay. time they played us, they, they, they hammered well, us. True, true, but I, uh, if I was the All Blacks, I'd frame it like these guys have beaten us. So they're they're constant professionals. They don't need motivation like that. I know. You got to give them a little bit of spice. Um, <laughs> I thought they weren't allowed to do the tropes with anyone. Uh, yeah. They kind of changed it a little bit, but it's the it's the Kappa Opanga is the yeah. the throat slitting one, and then the right. Kia Mate or Kamate. Yeah, Kamate is the traditional one. Yeah, we're probably butchering those pronunciations, yeah. but I couldn't Haka. do much better. Up. I I love the Hacker. Um, do you? Yeah, I I don't. I love I like it. it. I love it. I love like, it when there's a when they're playing like Tonga or something like that, mm. and like or they're facing the Civita. Is that the um Fijian one? one? Yeah, I, I like when they're both going off. Yeah, like that's okay because they both have their thing then. But like, mm. do you not feel? No, like... I, th- I think I think you lose a bit if you don't have it in rugby. I that's think it's a nice thing. The casual fan loves it. That's why these games always sell out. Mm. Well, they're always yeah. going to be um, watched. Because... Oh, nothing makes me want New Zealand to lose. Then it's like <laughs> at a moment of the hat- haka pre-match. I'm like, Ugh. Stephen Jones, is that you? Do you think do you think Ireland will have talked about it or have as everyone as everyone in the rugby world kind of moved on about how do we respond to the hacka? How will yeah, we... you, you, you stand what do you do in the soldier fields that time, make a number eight or something? Yeah. What can we do this time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I mean it we, seems like it uh, seems like okay, it seems like and this is evidence for my position, it feels like you respond to the hacker with a gimmick because the hacker is a gimmick. Oof. Yes. <laughs> getting a number eight or a V or some nonsense, which is nonsense, and you approach the hacker and do your thing and well yeah, it kind of shows up for what it is, I feel, which One is the great South African teams of like this was a decade ago. Like they base did that no response to it whatsoever pretty much. Mm. Victor Matfield and Backy's were almost not even looking at it. <laughs> I remember the Australians like twenty years ago. War were warming up during us. Mm. Didn't ah! work out. They got hammered. Yeah, that seems. <laughs> Sometimes you have like a uh, where you you advance your mm. line advances, and they've they've got rid of that now. But mm. I, I like the... greening the English hooker, like getting in the faces of. Uh, mm. uh, we wouldn't have seen this matches like the nineties, but. The Farrell yeah. smirk I liked. The utterly derisive, dismissive smirk mm-hmm. from Farrell. <laughs> he does that all the time. Yeah, it's just how he looks. Um, but no, I, I feel like you're you're such, like so you're Ireland tomorrow and you have to just stand there and let them do their thing. That's automatically an advantage because it's beyond your control. You're made to stand there and respect. Yeah, but they, they, they say that it takes a lot out of them, actually. Hmm. The New um, Zealanders? Yeah. Like the first few minutes, it takes a bit out, and they then they get back into the game. It's such an emotional um, high. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and you know they get, they do go hell for leather when they're doing it. Like it's it's an impressive display. Like I I don't doubt that. I just feel like if it if it is an advantage in any way, like then it should either be done away with, or other teams should be allowed to come up with their own. Nonsense. I, I don't mean that in a dismissive way. I I get the cultural ties and all that, and it it is it is cool that a bit of their culture is on display there, and it'd be nice if a bit of Irish culture could be on display or English or whatever. You know, I mean, 
Well, well, the crowd sometimes responds. Um, yeah. hmm. uh, I know. I, anyway. <laughs> I, I, I really like it because um, it's it is cool. That that's generally my main takeaway. It's very cool. Um, uh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll round up kind of um, your uh, your matches of the last weekend or so. Well, we will. Um, but first, I just want to get your um, predictions. What are your What are your final? This is what's going to happen. New Zealand thirty three, Ireland twenty two, or something like that. Okay. My my heart says Ireland will win. My head says New Zealand will win. I would say head probably is the smarter one of the two there. So maybe New Zealand by ten, mm-hmm. America ten. So like. 15, 25 or something like that. Okay. Rob, what's your big big take here now? Don't say draw, please. <laughs> no, no, uh, happy with that. Um I don't know. I, I feel like there's obviously there, obviously there's a range of outcomes. Um we lose, but, we win, or we draw. <laughs> yeah. But but I feel like there's a high height every range of outcome has a fairly equal chance of happening. Um, I I don't think there's an equal chance of us winning and well, them winning. Well, well, no, I mean, like, as in, like us hammering them. Like, I mean, us winning. I'd say there's maybe a, I don't know, fifteen percent chance we win. I, I'd go that high. Um, and then there's maybe a, then there's maybe a twenty percent chance they absolutely hammer us. Um, there's a twenty percent chance maybe they. Uh, beat us but we don't get beat out the gate um but yeah i'm gonna lean on the optimistic side and say uh we win and uh hope springs eternal i was looking at the calendar there um it's 2021 world cups in two years so if we're on schedule we'll peak round about now no. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, uh, and we'll win the grand slam and we'll all be like geez we're building depth we've got everything <laughs> you know leinster are going to win the Heineken cup and it's just gonna be like oh irish rugby is so good uh and then we'll come back down to earth for a year and then by the time the world cup comes around we'll fall apart again i um, like that i like it yeah I, I think the best thing i did during the last week after that japanese match was looked up the score of the last time we played new zealand and it really Mm. I think it stopped my uh, runaway optimism. <laughs> oh, okay. The worst That's thing about that game wasn't the score for me. It was the fact two minutes in, I realized we're going to get hammered. Mm. And we're not going to fire a shot. I remember Ringrose and Henshaw banging heads in some <laughs> clumsy scenario and just thinking, oh, God, this is not going to go well. Okay. Uh, oh, just uh, James said on the chat that uh, oh, yeah. Ireland is going to win. So Madness. Yeah. Two for yep. two. Um, okay, do you want to quickly go over the other rugby we saw? Yeah, I thought the East African game was entertaining against yeah, Wales. Yeah, very entertained by that. Um, much closer than I thought it would be. Oh, uh, I said yeah. to Dave that South Africa play like the talent level of Italy. <laughs> it's With so malls and box kick everything they want. They don't want to play whatsoever. It was a very rainy day. It was... Nah, some of it I is think... just... South Africa are an enigma because what you said is so true. And then every so often they'll like, uh, they beat the All Blacks recently enough, yeah? And, yep. and I remember in that match they scored one or two tries out wide 
that weren't kind of like a pure prototypical South African try. And I remember people saying, oh, look, we can play with elegance and style and this, that, and the other. And then you know, it's that Wales hat. It's like, my God, this is, this is just so, I don't even know how to describe it, fundamental. Yeah. It's, it's like they're terrified of, uh, entertaining stuff, but it was entertaining somehow because I guess this it was, it was, a, it was a contest. It was a good contest. Yeah, it was. A... Fran Stein is just a. Uh, he is an enigma now. <laughs> he looks like he plays like for James's team essentially with that body shape. But he is. He came on twenty minutes in, got man of the match. Um, yeah. just covers every position. Ten outwards, kicks from your own half. In that in that team, that's that's a, that's what the player you need. He is the perfect player in that team, all right. Oh. I think the the scrum half out half situation in South Africa is actually not not on a knife edge, but precarious mm. because uh, their like, second uh, choice isn't Grace. Yeah, like you have Faf de Klerk and he's kind of like nearly you'd say one of the best scrum halves in the world at the minute, yeah. certainly defensively and like but, but uh what's the word box like, kicking. yeah box kicking and it just the kind of the energy he brings i feel like he brings a yes a huge amount of dynamism yes dynamism and he seems to get under opposition skin as well which is i guess a, an understated boon of having a certain player but uh pollard then is kind of like i don't know what to make of pollard but he's he's, he's not a very physical ever. 10 yes yeah. it's their, their game plan yeah, but then you drop it down and you look at Yankees who... All of them. <laughs> yeah, who started last week and uh, the two Yankees actually, yeah. Or however you pronounce it. And you're just like, jeez. If they were starting them two, like, I, I, if they started them two, they started one them, but I would say Wales probably would have won that match last week. It's just... Yeah. I, I feel like they're nearly in a similar position to us. I know it's an age thing with Sexton. Well, I feel like Pollard is nearly as in, or and the clerk are nearly as indispensable to South Africa as Sexton is to us. But yeah. albeit, I, I would say slightly less talent in both cases, but there's two of them rather than one of them, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Wales did front up somehow. I I was shocked at how they managed to stick in that game, really. Um, like, I haven't seen the week the match the week before that against New Zealand I thought uh, the Welsh players were dropping like flies I, and I thought it was going to be a similarly brutal encounter against South Africa but somehow the team they had cobbled together like they they not that they should have won but like you know they were there at the end you know what I mean which I, I certainly didn't expect them yeah. to be I think part of that is the way South Africa play. Yeah. Yep. Like another team might have put more points in Wales when they were in the Tennessee bus. What I what I noticed watching South Africa though is um you've total buy in from everyone on that team. Yes. They they're they're all hundred percent on the same page and hundred percent committed to the same plan. And because it, it's just like there's none of this, oh we need to score here, let's throw it around. It's like, no, we're gonna kick it up. <laughs> we're gonna contest the kick, and we're gonna we're gonna try and win a penalty and whatever. And you know, it's kind of it's kind of cool in that regard. You just see everyone pulling in the same direction. Um, 
I yeah, appreciate yeah. that, but then I would also say that is not going to beat quality. Well, the thing well, is, it in the world it's, great, it's great for the World Cup because you can do it for a short amount of time. Mm. And World Cups knock out rugby, so that's that's the kind of rugby you can play. But it, it requires so much energy. Mm. And it's so abrasive. It's like Joe Smith's game in a way. There's they're slightly different, but it's it's similar. Joe Smith never had the the forwards of the size that South Africa do, but and the centers of the size as well. But it's just it takes so much out of you, I think. Mm. So when it goes into the long term, it just you just you just lose it. Like you just lose that energy, you lose that ability to execute it. Like the Australia games were case in point. Mm. Um Joanna, did did either of you see the France, Argentina, or Scotland, Australia? I saw both of them actually. Um, well, yeah. I kind of drifted out of that South Africa, that uh, Australia, uh, Scotland game. Mm. Well, it was again, it was kind of like the South Africa game in that it was it was very close, a very combative game, but it was nowhere near as good as in Toronto. Mm. It was just, it was just annoying to watch. <laughs> <You're talking laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jesus. I don't know. It's just like it's just, these teams are close because they're they're bad. They're not doing great. Now Scotland can take a good bit out of that win, like they they're scrum demolished uh, Australia. That was a big part of the win, and they they fronted up and etc cetera, etc. Cetera, but um, Australia. I'm not sure if James O'Connor is a out half by trade now, but he was their out half. Um, Mm. And they're really missing, I think, Quaid and Karevi. Mm. Uh, I think those are big. big. Are again? Quaid Cooper is playing for his club, I think. Karevi, I couldn't tell you why. I just remembered there was controversy, but I didn't read Poor it. Betty as well, I think, wasn't there as well. Yeah. It wasn't. I don't know. It's... I, I don't know if Scotland played better than they are or if Australia played worse than I perceived them to be or if it was a bit of both but yeah it didn't make for an entertaining affair in any in any case I, I switched off at half time I couldn't I'm seeing you hooker for Scotland he was their under 20s hooker last few years I think Ashman no, no David Cherry's Ash- no longer <laughs> Ashman well, yeah. how close do you think uh, people are to uh, labelling Scotland as dark horses for the Six Nations if they stay close to us, or maybe we beat them, that's definitely going to be raised up again. Every year. Every year. Horses, every, year. <laughs> yeah, every year, they're labelled as dark horses. <laughs> and we beat them out of the gate, and it's like, well, well. And we contrive to lose to... It must be physically you know. painful to have to support a team like that. Like, mm. You know, if the things do go right, they could win. Yeah. But it never goes right. Trick is you have to do it for five games. Yes. <laughs> so. we, we beat England away in Twickenham. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> Rob, uh, what did you think of Roberts or Wales? Robertson? Which which one? The Welch. Uh, the oh, yeah. Bradley Roberts. Oh, the Bradley Roberts. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he came on. The, the first, first action they gave him was like this long t- throw to the tail. I was like, that's brave. Um, oh. He hit him. He just got again this week, Rob. Is he? Yep. Oh, that's good. Like, like I've none. I, I don't hold it against him and everything. Like, if someone, if someone's going to offer you to play international rugby for a tier one country, you, you, you pretty much say yes. Especially if you're a, a 
I don't mean in a disparaging way, but a journeyman who people don't really know anything about. Um, but yeah, uh, he will be looking for a new club at the end of the year. I don't see the RFU keeping him. Um, but yeah, he looks. Yeah. He's basically putting himself in the shop window for uh, the rest of the year now, for whichever Welsh club decides to pick him up. Do you think he mm. would leave Ulster? Well, uh, of wanting to get more time in the red. He won't have a choice because the RFU won't uh, essentially fund. Why, why would the why would the RFU pay a Welsh international? Um, no, no, that's not the or, point. The point is like they, we'll also say we're using one of our spots for him yeah. for Roberts. What if, yeah, uh, but if they can't fill it with a player of equal quality, I I don't know. You don't really see too many like it's. Sim- I don't know. You don't see English players coming over here. You don't see. Um, there was a little bit like Tommy Bowe went to Ospreys, but that, that was, was a while. Though. That was because Ulster were a bit of a shambles. Yeah, that, that that's a while ago now. Um, Ty Byrne, but that was because he was let go of everyone. Yeah, you don't really see. I I don't want to say good players, but you know what I mean. Yeah, because they um, get their first choice. Yeah. Context. Um, I, yeah. I just maybe I'm naive about the situation, but I would have thought he could stay at Ulster while also trying to break into the. He might, but I kind of hope he does because, like, I from what I've seen of him, I'd like to see more of him. Again, and... you have to say, like, is this guy going to? Is his wage demands going to go up? Mm, yeah, are some, you going to yeah. lose him more for the season? Yeah. Can Ulster keep him on with their current squad balance? Mm. He'd also be a bit if if he did end up like staying at Ulster, say, gaining more traction in Wales, and actually turned out to be quite a good player. He might be a little bit salty. I know we have like Sheehan and uh, Kelleher coming up at the minute, so it's not like we're utterly bereft of any prospects going forward. But uh, yeah, it would irk me just a little bit if he turned out to be very good, <laughs> which he could well do. Yep. Um, I I wish him the best. Uh, hope he has a great career. Um, but. Not at the expense of uh, us. Yes, that's that's essentially how I would view it. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, else? What is now no more? Yeah, apparently it was World Rugby's decision. Uh, what? Yeah, apparently they they pulled the plug on him. <laughs> ah! Apparently, apparently, he, apparently he wanted to keep going, but uh, they said no. Too many enemies. There were. He had many enemies. I find that to be a slap in the face. Mm. I thought he was a uh, fun. What was your favorite what moment? Uh, I'm Sorry. the referee, not the coach. Was pretty good. <laughs> and, and... Don't be scared, Johnny. Don't be scared, Johnny. Yeah. My personal favorite was in the Lions uh, decider versus New Zealand, where Sam Warburton literally to reverse his own decision, uh, much to the ire of. All of New Zealand, I imagine. I thought that was uh, looking back. He was was a bad ref. He got better over his career by comparison. By comparison to his own shittiness. No, by comparison to other refs being worse. Okay. Like when he came through, he was a bad ref. Then refing just got worse. Hmm. So he's now better. (laughs) He will be sorely missed. like just again on the referee, it was cool that we had a Georgian referee for the Ireland Japan match. He was great, actually. Like, I should have said that. I think yeah. he's very good. Now, like, um, one team was much better than the other. 
So it's hard to see if, we, if yeah. a tight game he would have. But an open game, he'd, he played it well. A tight game with a lot of niggle and he might crumble. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I feel like I've never seen a Georgia referee before. So, And that wasn't an unimportant match. You know, so Here one more of that. Yeah, yeah, more of that. Uh, I guess, I guess it's it's probably more of a case of on on a system of meritocracy, they probably don't have the talent to be putting Georgian referees or Romanian referees or whoever into these positions. So it's it's not like they're just not doing it. It's probably more a case that they're just not there. But uh, I thought that was nice to see. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else. Uh, oh, so you I want to go on a sexist tirade about women's rugby, Rob? No, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think so. I think it's just it's been a tumultuous week for the women's side of the game. Um, I think they're ten five up at halftime. And if it's if it's Henderson or Herring, I, I'm kind of okay with that anyway. So there's an alternate universe. Dave's watching Ireland get hammered by seventy points, saying, "Man, I wish this game never ahead." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we we'll leave it there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye.